Hi, this is Alara. This week is Christmas for many cultures in many parts of the world. In honor of that, we're going to share a story with you that you may or may not have heard before. You may have heard something similar, but in the way of many things, the public perception is not always closest to the truth. We overheard this on one of our visits to lands closer to the North Pole, and it was told to us in hushed tones. Not many have been in on this glimpse behind the scenes of what actually happened, but now you'll know the truth. This is the story of Santa and his sled, and how he chose the brave animals that pull it. The origin story of it all. As with many origin stories, it's not always clean. Maybe a little closer to PG-13 than G in parts, so be warned that if you don't want to hear some spicier words from your toddler, now is the time to remove them from the room. With no further ado, here is the true tale of Santa and his sled. Was the month before Christmas, and Santa had trouble. His sled was too heavy. His gift load was double. A heat wave had pounded the ice in the north. The permafrost melted, so no trucks back and forth. Yes, Santa had issues on land, no denying. He said, "Well, it seems now that we must be flying." He started to think of a sturdier hitch, 'cause hauling with pigs is a definite bitch. He ran through the critters up north in his head and placed an ad posting before hitting bed. He hadn't much hope for late hiring this year. Potential employees were all home drinking beer. He hoped that his inbox would have some replies, but thinking about it was making him cry. He just couldn't fail at this critical task, but managed to drift off without hitting the flask. The next morning came and his inbox was full. It just might be possible the sled would be pulled, but reading from one and the next and the next, he knew that not one of them fitted the specs. He mumbled and grumbled and mulled through the list. As morning ticked forward, he began to get angry, because moose are well known not to pull in a group. You should see the sheer size of a walrus's poop. Polar bears have been booked for the Christmas Coke ad, and the seals all have faces that look just plain sad. The sled pulling canines go way, way too fast, and the narwhal, still smarting, poked me right in the ass. I suppose we could try the small white Arctic hare, but everything breathing gives those guys a scare. The musk oxen constantly want to turn out, and blowback is awful when bowhead whales spout. Snowy owls are stuck up from that stint from young Potter. Let's check. D- does the Arctic still have an otter? Santa looked at the postings, and far down the stack was a courteous letter from, of all things, a yak. The yak was so perfect and cute as a button, with no foodie names to scare kids, much like mutton. And cold nights will be nothing to one with such mass. But not just in poundage, the hare is a gas. If snowed in all winter, there's butter to make, and scarves, and some blankets, and maybe a steak. He decided at that point that yaks would be it, so the elves got to making a harness to fit. The yak herder soon signed a firm five-year lease and rounded up eight of the big hairy beasts. 
The arrival was smooth, and they settled in nicely. The big bovines fit in the stalls so precisely. The next day our Santa was full of great joy as he gazed at the team from the sled filled with toys. The practice run surely would now be a dream, but things can quite often be not as they seem. The yaks they pulled wonderfully started right off, and quickly the whole thing was floating aloft. They started out slowly, then picked up airspeed, and Santa cried, Tell me, can I pick a breed? They looked so majestic, hair flowing behind. The evening news promos flashed through Santa's mind. But all of a sudden, the air in those coats, and Santa was thinking, damn, should have picked goats. With the heat from yak bodies, snow started to melt, and the sweat and the hair, they were soon making felt. The yaks, they were looking like big dryer balls, and then down went the sled with the toys and the dolls. They managed to land without permanent trauma, and Santa's still thinking, I should have done Brahma. He realized quite quickly the dream was now gone. The yaks were so perfect, the cold and the brawn. And as they sat miserably piled in the snow, they wondered at which way was up, where to go. The fuzz and the toys and the yaks in the drift. Santa finally gave up and then texted a lift. They waited for moments thinking chances were iffy, but in seconds a text said, I'll be there in a jiffy. And five minutes later, right there in the sky, a smooth-coated reindeer, and man, could he fly. Resistance was futile. Santa knew right away that yak butter, fiber, and steaks could no longer stay. The answer was landing with speed and with care. Of hoods there were plenty, but not so much hair. The rest of the story is all public knowledge. There's lessons to think of when schlepping your haulage. Sometimes you can mix things like sweat, hair, and wind, but unless you're on Vikings, casting's gonna be slim. Today, December 23rd in history, St. Nicholas, the poem, was published. A newspaper in Troy, New York, publishes an anonymous poem with the memorable opening line, "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house." Literature professor Clement Clark Moore would later be identified as the author of this poem that will help define the modern Santa Claus. From Alara and I, we want to thank all of our listeners for a wonderful year. Happy holidays, and we'll see you next week with another adventure. You have been listening to Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Please tune in for more upcoming episodes from our travels. I'm Rick Bowman, your behind-the-scenes editor. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Backyard Green Films Productions, all rights reserved, copyright 2021.